Welcome to the second episode of Resuscitating the Business of Humanity. The title of today's talk is Beliefs Are Not Truth. The date is March 3rd, 2020. The location is Des Moines, Iowa, and I am Gary William Bear. I've given a lot of thought about how to proceed in discussing this subject that beliefs are not truth. And I keep coming to the idea that I need to share with you something that is historical in our understanding, in our culture, about the nature of beliefs and the nature of truth. The first one is, as you believe, so shall it be done unto you. And the other is, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, I realize that there's a religious orientation offered in these two quotes, but the truth of the matter is, they really have to do with the nature of human beings, about how we navigate and create and realize our reality. But for the purpose of this talk, I want to spend a few moments on looking at each phrase. So, as you believe, so shall it be done unto you, means that Whatever you believe, whatever the quality of that belief is, it delivers to you its effect throughout your life. You are, in a sense, bound to it. You can't escape it. And on the other side, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free means that you are currently bound by something. And guess what? You're bound by your beliefs. And so, when you know the truth, you become free of your belief. And the reason why this is important to understand is that beliefs cannot, will never be truth. They are merely a placeholder, even sometimes no more than a signpost on the path towards the truth that you are approaching. But you cannot realize the belief cannot become the truth. It is only something that sits between you and the truth that has not yet been found. Now, there are a couple of interesting attributes about beliefs. All beliefs are self-limiting because they are not true, number one. Number two, the nature of the human experience is that we constantly scan the environment meaning our world, our inner and outer world, our thinking and our feeling and our observations and the things we say to other people and things they say to us, we're constantly scanning the world for evidence that our belief is true. And failing to find that it's true, we then create circumstances to manifest it. Has it ever occurred to you that you are aware of what you think and what you feel and the sensations that you have in your life and that for all intents and purposes, when you talk to other people or you engage with other people, you really don't know whether or not they have thought or feeling or sensation. In fact, you don't even know 
if they have consciousness. But for the purpose of moving through our lives, we overlook this fact and we act as if, we conduct ourselves as if other people have consciousness, they have thoughts they think and emotions they feel and sensations that they experience. But we never really know whether they exist. And more than that, we don't know what they actually mean by what they say. So what does this do? It creates a situation where you and I have to decide what people mean by what they say and how they behave. We don't know for certain. We don't know the truth of their experience. So what we do is we make believe that we do. Now, when we're kids, we run around and make believe. My granddaughter makes believe about this. And we were down on Pearl Street the other day in Boulder. And she told me I couldn't go from the rock to the ground because that was the ocean. I had to go to the bench where the boat was. And I'm going, what? And she goes, I'm making believe, Papa. So like that, as children, we make believe. And we think that when we grow up and we become mature adults that we stop making believe. But we don't. The fact of the matter is, even me talking to you now in this manner, I'm saying words that you understand, using a language that you comprehend. And yet you will never ever know what I really mean by what I say, or how I feel, or what I sense. The most you can do is make a belief about it. And this aspect of making a belief is largely what we do throughout all of our life. So that when, and it even gets more complicated than that, it's that when I speak or someone else speaks to you, you provide the meaning to the words that you hear me utter. In fact, all of the understanding is from your side. And if you think about this, when we talk to our brothers and our sisters and our parents and our friends and or hear actresses and politicians and people say the things that they say, we think that we know what they mean when in point of fact we do not. And in saying that we do not, it doesn't mean that we don't have a good idea about what it is they're saying, but we never know for sure. And this is a very important distinction because we largely conduct our lives as if we know what other people mean. And yet we do so without the awareness of a built-in mechanism within the human experience that will let us know when we have confused our belief about what they're saying for the truth of what they're saying. So this is why I wanted to have a talk today with you about the fact that beliefs are not truth. Because belief can never be the truth. We make belief, we 
realize truth. And it's in the making the belief that we bind ourselves. And it's in the realizing the truth that we free ourselves. So that's why there's this expression, as you believe, so shall it be done unto you. It means that as you practice that belief, whether consciously or not, it has a quality to it. Because beliefs are born of a marriage of a thought with an emotional component. And that emotional component vibrates in your nervous system throughout your entire life until you detune it, basically, and, and free yourself of it. And the only way to free yourself of a belief that binds you is in this other phrase, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And that statement, the truth shall set you free, implies that you are not free, you are bound. And what are you bound by? You're bound by your beliefs. In point of fact, it is somewhat humorous that we go through the world engaging with other people, and it could be they're speaking, it could be something that is written, some movie you're watching, doesn't matter. We don't know really what they mean. We supply the meaning. We, we operate from the point of view that, and this happens very quickly in the mind. It goes like this. If I thought or felt or acted the way that they are, I would mean this. Basically, we're instantaneously providing the meaning for everything in the world. And then we judge the meaning but we judge it out there, not realizing that we are the source of it. And because you don't realize the source of it, we are forever precluded from the possibility of arriving at the truth of anything, because we're always making belief. And we're not paying attention to how far the belief is off the mark. So when I say that beliefs are not truth and that they're place markers or they're, they're placeholders for a truth that has not yet arrived, there are truths, or rather that doesn't mean to say that a truth can't lead you in a direction that is coming towards truth. It can go in that direction. It can lead you in that direction. But whenever we confuse a belief for truth takes you away or is in opposition of the truth. We have increasing intensities of experience of fear and anger. So to recap, we move through our world only knowing what thoughts we think, emotions we feel, and sensations we experience. We assume that the rest of the people in our world have their own version of that. And yet we never know for certain whether they actually do have thoughts they think, emotions they feel, and sensations they experience. And we do not know if they are conscious or have consciousness. And yet, in spite of this, we must conduct ourselves. And we do so by 
believing that we understand what other people are saying, that we know what they mean by what they say, when in fact we really can't. The most that we can do is to notice whether our belief about what we experience of them binds us through the experience of fear or anger, hate, rage, or whether it frees us through the sense of charming uh, enjoyment or even love. And so this is the beautiful thing about the human experience is that while we may not know the truth of much of what is taking place in our world, we do know that when we are moving in the direction of truth by virtue of our beliefs or we're moving away from truth, again, by virtue of our beliefs, we will either experience <clears throat> a binding or a freeing sensation. And I think this is extremely important because we live in a culture where people feel that their fear is real is the truth of something, and that their anger is the truth of something, and we feel justified in practicing fear and anger and all the rest without understanding that the mere presence of those experiences is evidence that we have made a mistake. We have confused one or more belief for truth. Now, in saying that we've confused belief for truth, and as a result of which we have these experiences, please understand that that is just the beginning of the process of arriving at truth. Because our beliefs are so nuanced and so layered, and they are operating all the time as what we call in the coaching world, blind spots. These are things that are operating in the background and you know, you watch television and you watch movies and especially comedies where you see people reacting to each other in a very comical way, all because we implicitly know that what sets up the comedy is that there's a belief or expectation in the mind of one person and a misunderstanding in the other, and we make a parody of it. And it would be great if that was the case with everything in life, that it could just be funny. But this is not the case, and that people are very invested in their beliefs, that even though that makes them very angry or makes them very fearful or makes them very hateful, when in fact, the mere presence of those states, the fear, the anger, the hate, that the state, the existence of them is evidence that a huge mistake is being made, and it is loud, and it is... Um, obvious. And it's that way for a reason to get your attention to rethink it, to go, wait a second. I'm really upset right now. What did I confuse as the truth? And just the fact that if we as a group of people, a group of human beings, if just for the sake of this exercise, we stop, look and listen and say, wait a second, I'm feeling bound up here. What did I just confuse for the truth? If we start to do this, there's an opportunity here where we begin to step away from the things that bind us 
and we begin to move in the direction of the things that will really free us. So that a point in time will come when not only will we choose for ourselves not to confuse our beliefs for truth, but we will conduct ourselves with others so that they do not, that we do not encourage them to confuse their beliefs for truth. Basically, we will stop using fear and anger and hatred and rage as modifiers and motivators for how we navigate life.